3: Hey sis,
0: are you FaceTiming me from HomeSense again? Saving money? That's my jam. What do we think? Outdoor dining set or wicker lounge set? Since your signature dish is a margarita, go with lounge.
2: Okay, I am so ready for this party.
0: It's been too long. Wait, go back. Show me those pretty ceramic plates.
2: They're melamine. Even you can't break them. Look, these cute cushions match
4: is my... Is that sh-
0: my shirt?
4: Outfit your outdoors. Have it today at HomeSense. Standout pieces. Outstanding prices.
5: Or is it seventy
0: three? I think one got disqualified. Tampering. <laughs> Greetings. Good evening. How the hell are you? Twenty five minutes after the top of the hour, actually before the top of the hour in the Central Time Zone, that would be the eight o'clock hour. Uh, Twenty five before six on the West Coast. Welcome into Beyond Ringside Live, and I'm still trying to learn how to tell time after all these FM years. Uh, live from Studio One, yours truly, Magic City Motor Mouth, Fast Study Lane, being joined by the inimitable the incomparable, the untraceable. And there's about nine or ten other words I can put in there, but it's not safe for work. Mark Mabo Bowman, how the hell are you?
2: Eddie, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, there's a new rear-end guy down at uh, Briscoe Brothers Body Shop. He's uh, specializing at banging out rear-ends named uh, Mitch Bennett. So uh, y'all head on down there and and check him out. He does buckle under performance pressure sometimes. So, you know. Well, as, long as, he's easy not, on
0: him. as long as he's not too heavy on the tail light assembly, I think we're going to be okay. Thank you to everybody tuning in this evening through, of course, the Beyond Ringside <laughs> channel on TuneIn Radio, as well as a number of different sources out there. You know something? I have to say it like this. In the words of iconic legendary pitchman, the late, great Billy Mays, but wait, there's more. And that
3: would bring us over here to the other side of the tape which would be c2c radio show corner to corner time right here on c2c com through sprinker.com and of course our wonderful friends and family over at the beyond Ring- ringside radio network and and you're right the briscoe brothers body shop they, they just found a new mechanic and its so. i understand that his rates are negotiable um, but he prefers to uh, be the big spoon. That's all I can tell you. Whew. Stan Grubb here with my tag team partner, of course, Brian Taylor.
4: What's up? And Stan, you know you were telling me earlier that if your tranny ever breaks down, you're going to Mitch <laughs> at the Briscoe Brothers Body Shop. <laughs>
3: Bumper to bumper coverage here at corner to corner.
2: <laughs> well you know, Stan, I have I have heard that uh if you know the price he quotes you, Mitch, if he approach if the price he quotes you is a little too high, he's always willing to go down. <laughs>
0: I just oh. hope he can. I just hope he can fix that little problem with fishtailing that a lot of a lot of people seem to have whenever they have a loose rear end. <laughs>
3: I'm sure he's got a good <laughs> handle on. <him.
0: laughs> We're gonna hell for this, you <laughs> know.
3: <laughs> we may not get calls from the FCC, but there could be a cease and desist in our future.
0: Oh. <laughs> Like, that's never happened to us before.
3: (laughs) True, true. true. The email box hasn't seen a couple messages in a while, but hey, why not? Whew. Uh, You know, interesting. There's a lot of stuff going on, and this is the Super Mega Simulcast here for Corner to Corner and Beyond Ringside. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, and it's our big year-end special, and it doesn't get much more special than sharing the airwaves, does it? Uh,
0: uh, Davis, he said, "End."
3: (laughs) well I mean what better way to sub I can't do it <laughs> <coughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> he, he said end
1: <laughs> oh okay. boy
0: we're so... gonna send you back to the factory for that butthead impersonation dude
3: <laughs> yeah Oh, uh, sorry and and stuff You know, back in the day, I was actually pretty good at those kind of impressions. Not so much anymore.
4: Well, Well, when your tranny breaks, you know, you just lose confidence.
3: You got a busted axle.
4: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Busted what?
3: (laughs) Rear axles all out of whack. (laughs) No axle. Oh. Yeah, you you thought I said the other thing. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs)
0: <sighs> okay, Rails, we're going to find them eventually. I don't know if we actually will or not. You know, I'm going to go ahead and throw this one out there. I've made the comment on both Corner to Corner and Beyond Ringside Live that we've entered into a new golden age in professional wrestling. And slowly but surely, that's genuinely panning out to be true, where at the first of 2019, You know, WWE pretty much had the stranglehold. You had Ring of Honor. Impact was almost unheard of at that point because it had fallen so far from grace. Lucha Underground had question marks. You had other companies like MLW and about two or three others that were getting regional, if not third-tier cable exposure because MLW is still on the BN channel. And, of course, you had New Japan on access. But as the year has gone on, you've got the National Wrestling Alliance, their YouTube channel, AEW, taking advantage of every possible medium. Impact has had a resurgence like nobody's business. NXT making its foray into the USA channel. Ring of Honor in disarray right now but still very much there with brand new champion PCO guys. Did you think for one minute when 2019 first started that we would have this new Renaissance period in pro wrestling, maybe I'll go to you first tag team out.
2: You would, when I'm about to drink some apple soda here, um, (laughs) honestly, if you flash back all the way to the beginning of 2019, that very first episode of being the elite on YouTube, when they were doing the countdown, waiting for contracts to expire from New Japan, you know that really that that countdown could almost be seen as the catalyst. I mean, yeah, they had already done um, all, all in. in, but you know AEW itself had not been established, right? So. You know, literally with that countdown, it just it just set off this 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 tidal wave of it, 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 this tidal wave of just like of a, of a, like you said, Eddie, a, a, a renaissance of more than just WWE. I mean, I don't I don't think if you would have said two or three years ago that yes, there will be another billionaire backing a company and they will go head to head with the WWE in some form and in some cases actually beat them. You know. Yeah, I don't you know, New Japan is becoming more prominent. Ring of Honor we you know was on the cusp of you know becoming more than what they were and then you know you see what happened there. And then there was that. So I'm just amazed. I would have never thought this time last year and to see the people signed, see people you would have never thought signed. I mean, you know, yeah, we said that when guys like CM Punk were signed, and then guys like when Kevin Owens and, you know, Sami Zayn were signed. But now we're really down to the point of like, oh, that guy signed? Oh, that girl signed? Oh, wow. And it's a good, bad thing. I mean, it, sure, it drains the you know the local independent scene, but it also gives, you uh the fans who might not have ever checked out Independence gives them like a, a fresh, a fresh new toy to play with, so to speak.
0: Brian Taylor.
4: So, uh, for me personally, I didn't think it would explode like this, but I had high, high hopes for AEW. Um, Most, you know, I've been behind that push since the very beginning. And when they finally come out and said, hey, forming a company, I was ecstatic. And then next thing you know, here comes the NWA. And I was like, oh, wow, this is getting good. And then Impact, who I guess over the last year or so, really turned it around and started to make great strides at putting on a better product. You know, they really got into the mix um I'm kind of shocked ROH fell off a little bit um but I guess that's to be expected as far as who's walked in the door and then turned around and left and maybe they haven't filled that void per se but um I mean we I even with New Japan I don't think we've seen the tip of that yet because uh, supposedly they're losing a the deal with Access but I don't think it'll be long before somebody picks them up and hopefully they'll have more tours in the U.S. And then that'll give you another legitimate major company. And, I mean, we haven't seen this since the 80s. And they're not regional. They're, they're touring, you know, national touring companies except for, I guess, the NWA at this time. But I think they're going to start branching out also. So, uh, you know, for a guy that lived through the 80s and can remember turning on ESPN, and Monday you may have AWA, and Tuesday you may have World Class, and Wednesday you may have, you know, something else. Oh, it's
0: a joy. And bringing up the rear on this topic, Stan Grubb. Wow. <clears throat> wow, okay. Uh, You know, hey, Brad,
1: no.
3: <laughs> I don't think that I would ever imagined seeing Jean-Pierre Lafitte as a world champ. One half of the Quebecers and the right. Mounties and all of that. Uh, I never would have imagined seeing um, Kevin Steen in WWE. I don't think I ever thought that we would have ever seen Cody Rhodes start his own promotion. Um, and I honestly never thought we would actually see Impact make it past 2010.
0: Uh, just got a cease and desist note in the mail. We just cannot use the word Rhodes and Cody in the same sentence.
3: That's uh, so close to Dustin and Dusty, though. you got to be careful. <laughs> true that is the. i did read that that story well i'm sure we'll touch it later but jeez what a dumbass ass story it, i think with wrestling now with what we're seeing we're finally getting a chance to see the pieces that have just been sitting there for so long and we were just hoping that it would come together and it's finally at a point where japan and the u.s and the uk all of these worldwide products are now in sync with one another. And I don't know, and maybe Brian's got a point, I don't know if there's another time in wrestling history where it's ever been so in sync that it is right now. Um, You know, except for back when you could really world-class AWA, NWA... <clears throat> WWF, you know, Japan was almost impossible to track down. You had to be part of a tape trading kind of right. thing. Um, and then, of course, with the way that things have been laid out, it's it's just amazing to me because guys like Okada and Pete Dunne, um, and even, for the, to a lesser extent, Kenny Omega, we would have never really had an opportunity to see these guys at the level they perform had these, just basically had the stars just not aligned the way that they have.
0: And you've got to think for a second, this was also the banner year since WWE was in New York, New Jersey. You had Ring of Honor, New Japan invade successfully, Madison Square Garden
3: yeah I mean the New Jersey and New York area used to be you were it was WWF owned real estate it really was now Ring of Honor um, you know they have gone past just the ECW arena even though Ring of Honor is in such disarray right now I feel like they could hopefully, at some point, come back, because for the most part, from their inception to maybe a couple years ago, Ring of Honor was the best pure wrestling in America, in the United States. Um, you know, WWE has always been, even even at its finer points, has always been more entertainment than athleticism nwa at its best points was more of a a gritty fight than it was you know technical wrestling ring of honor on the other hand was like that mixture and they didn't need the entertainment aspect of it to stand out so i'm hopeful that at some point ring of honor can come
0: back one quick thing and this just in on a side note A World Wrestling Entertainment stockholder is suing for a peek at records that detail the company's involvement with a football league resurrected by WWE Chairman Vince McMahon. This, of course, courtesy of BloombergLaw.com. The lawsuit filed December 26th in a Delaware Chancery Court by an Oklahoma (coughs) Firefighter's (laughs) Pension Fund claimed that there is, quote, a credible basis to believe, end quote, that McMahon and other WWE senior officials breached their duties D-U-T-I-E-S, not the other spelling, to investors by diverting valuable resources to the XFL. In a totally unrelated yet related story, normally clouds contain water that form rain. (laughs) Uh, Okay, George.
3: (laughs) I mean, I guess I get it, but at the same time, I mean, you're going to sue... It's it's like it's like a mosquito suing King Kong. I mean, how are you going to do this? <laughs> you're thinking that you're just going to get in his pockets, huh? No. And if, if the board of directors truly thought that was happening, they wouldn't have let him do it in the first place. I mean, it's why WWE's a publicly traded company to protect them from those kinds of... Because to me, this is seem, seems like a, a frivolous kind of lawsuit. Um, which, it's uh, no. stupid. But we live in a world where people sue for everything nowadays. And as you've heard, that's right, Brian, I, Brian. I, can, I can confirm, Wendy Stevens has joined the booth. Rob Hefner, live and on the air. What's up, Rob?
5: Hello. What's
3: going on, man? How are you? Welcome to the Super Mega Simulcast with Beyond Ringside and Corner to Corner.
5: That's awesome. Thanks for letting
0: me play. <laughs> That's Rob awesome. <laughs> Rob just Long time it. no <laughs> talk to Hope you're doing well. I'm Rob Hefner, Mark Mabo Bowman. Y'all say hi. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help
2: Guitar, <laughs> ah, nachos. I guess Mabo finally found the bathroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably.
2: Oh, I'm watching this. I found, I found this new movie. It's got a kid named Mitch Bennett in it. I think he's going to go far.
0: Oh dear God! <laughs> Wouldn't that the UK remake of the movie called Deep Impact? Uh, I, think it, was. I oh, think
2: it was. Sweet Jesus. <laughs>
0: Stroke race, maybe.
2: <laughs> oh!
0: The oh. devil and Mr. Jones?
3: <laughs> oh, what? Come, come on, man. Oh. Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: See, baseball.
3: Guys,
4: Stan, I told you we shouldn't talk about it to misdirect you a little bit. I man.
3: <laughs> more like cannonball run. You guys are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the streak. Ah, ew, ew. The jerk. <laughs>
1: the
4: oh wow. So <laughs> jerk. There's so many meanings to that. On so many levels that just
2: works. <laughs> yes, this is true. Boys <laughs> on the side. Oh. <laughs> <I ran out. laughs> well,
1: you,
0: we could make so many parodies of that right now, and it's okay. <laughs> The only thing that pops into my head right now is the fact that knowing the fact that the person of which who is being discussed in a very lighthearted and frivolous manner, using no defamatory comment whatsoever. <laughs>
3: for, those in a, for those in the audience that are new to this, Rob's in his Who's fridge.
0: Who's got the table chips?
3: <laughs> Rob, what's on the menu tonight? Hey, hey. Hey.
4: That ain't me, so go suck it. Wait, is tonight's broadcast the part of Mitch going to be played by Rob? Is that that what's going on? oh
0: is he down or is he up?
1: (laughs) Oh.
0: So, so, so,
4: Let me try. Let me try and write this cart here. Yeah, go right? ahead, just buddy. for a little
0: bit. Just <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> you know these jokes are going to run all the way throughout a two-hour episode. <laughs> yes.
1: Talk about a Oh thing. yeah. We'll just so. Bang
0: we'll bang them in there wherever we can.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Insert them in every sp- space available. So we're talking
4: about all these different (laughs) promotions, right?
2: Yes. Yes.
4: So what about the news that Jericho is giving Tanahashi an AW title shot should he win at Wrestle Kingdom? You think there's some uh, collaboration going on there or what?
2: I have an answer for that, Pedro. Fire away. That is untrue and unfounded. That is just something that Tanahashi, I think Tanahashi said, and then Jericho just running with it, or vice versa. There's no truth to it. There's so far there's nothing being worked out, regardless of who wins. This is all just to push the, because Jericho only works the big events for New Japan, right? So this this is all just uh, this all just you know just joking back and forth to pull in more draws for the Tokyo Dome show coming up. So. There's nothing behind it. There's no collaborations so far. So it's just it's just two guys having fun. I'm I, but Sorry even the two boy.
4: guys having fun. I think I'm down. I'm I'm cool with that. <gasps> Unless they're on a the bed. One of them, say Mitch. So I'm not <laughs> really
3: no, about no, Ryan. Mitch, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, Mitch. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch.
3: Remember that movie, Something About Mary. Well, now there's a sequel, Something About Mitch.
5: <laughs> but well, even even Brian them punk- wants to know what's eating Gilbert's grape. <laughs> oh, mm. oh, come on.
2: I'm I'm just waiting for the Last Temptation of Mitch. Oh.
4: But even them joking back and forth, I think is uh, kind of a cool thing.
3: I I don't mind them having the conversation I want hmm AEW right now has done a great a great job of building their brand and building their stars and I think Tanahashi and Jericho would be great but the the thing is it's a one off right so what happens after that
4: why not a super card
3: Isn't it kind of early in AEW's history to do a Supercard?
2: Why? Not if you're building towards WrestleMania weekend.
3: Mm, okay. Ooh. That would be huge. <clears throat> well, you want to talk about sticking it to Vince on WrestleMania
0: weekend. Whew. They did last year, 2019. Every company under the sun was in the New York, New Jersey area. Everywhere from the suburbs, Queens, the Bronx, you name it, all the way through Rahway, New Jersey. Every company had something going on WrestleMania weekend that could have anything to do with the Northeastern U S and now it's going to be in Florida. Mm -hmm. Hello. Think about this. They're going to be in Tampa at the stadium where the bucks play or allegedly play depending on depending on who the opposition is. That's why I say allegedly you're not that far. If you pull up a map of Tampa, Florida and the surrounding vicinities, How far are you from other major and minor cities in the Sunshine State? Not that incredible. Hmm? Bush Gardens. Of course. They're not going to have a wrestling event at Busch Gardens. Why not? That'd be awesome. Well, WWE
4: had
2: one at King's Dominion. You could have Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer bash at Bush Gardens. What the hell?
0: True.
3: I mean, that's a valuable point. (laughs)
0: I mean, you're really – how far are you from Orlando at that point? About an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Good about rest? Jacksonville? Real, uh, that's even mm. further up. Jville's yeah, that's northeastern corner of the state.
1: Hmm. Because
0: Yeah, Tallahassee and Jacksonville are a straight shot across from each other on 10. I mean, Gainesville may be about an hour and a half or an hour. Orlando may be an hour and a half. Um, shoo, trying to think. But there's some other major league destinations around that area. So I guarantee you everything from Ep- Ring of Honor New Japan, um Impact, you name it. MLW, of course, that's their backyard practically.
2: The the collective are putting on another show again. It's going to be I want to say it's Black Label Pro, AIW And in fact. No. No.
0: (laughs) No. And of course (laughs) don't WNN has their training center down in Orlando.
2: Hey Eddie, who's uh who's um Drew Cordero running these days? Beyond. Beyond. Uh, It's gonna be black label at least black label beyond and AI Delta for a fact. And of course others are to be announced for the Collective or whatever they're
3: called. Well, WWN or Evolve, they're they're going to be wherever Vince tells them to go. Gabe Sapolsky and his group, they're they're going to follow whatever Vince tells them to do.
2: <clears throat> Pretty much.
3: I mean, that's that's a done deal. That's it's part of the reason you don't see, especially with like Independent Wrestling TV and some of these other spots, why Evolve doesn't get the attention they used to get. Right. Because they're either being told they can't or they're just choosing not to. Probably smart on both sides, because the, if they're truly trying to keep away from it, you, you almost have to ignore it. So, you know, we're going to talk more about best and worst of the decade, but I kind of like the direction that this conversation is at. The question becomes, then, if, if we could see a supercard between AEW and uh, New Japan, would we see like a part 12 to Kenny Omega and Okada?
4: I think you'd have to. Yeah. I think that would be the main event. I'm going to say no
2: because it's been done. Why not go Okada Cody?
0: Let me go ahead and jump in on that one. Because just because it's been done on pay-per-view, just because you've seen it on Access, doesn't mean you've seen it live.
1: Well, I'm trying try
2: something
0: new. Okay. Well, I've seen the Atlanta Falcons play the, uh, the Carolina Panthers 20 different times. But that's not going to stop me from wanting to see they it. it. They can lot. always do something now, different. damn it! <laughs> Yeah, I'm but I treating. eat
2: vanilla ice cream, but that ain't gonna stop me throwing freaking chocolate sauce on it when I feel like it.
0: So you changed it up a little bit, but it's still vanilla ice cream.
2: Nah, man. When you throw that chocolate sauce on in, then, then you got to put some m M&M, maybe some Oreo cookies. Knowing you, a you do finger. Paintbrush? I don't know.
0: Your sprinkles.
2: <laughs> Something you know, pig fetus, whatever. Oh Change God!
0: What the hell?
2: Hang on.
0: Don't judge me. On. Something's going Don't on right outside me. studio. Something, Something was going on cool. right outside of studio one. Hang on. Let me turn on the outside microphones.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn. Somebody <laughs> got. Na, 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 na,
1: na,
4: na. <laughs> it Folly has arrived.
0: I can't believe I fell for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe half of y'all talked over the punchline.
4: I was expecting Santa Claus. <laughs> no
0: there's a method to the madness.
4: (laughs) Well, I I mean, I just think based off of the, the first two that, you know, they, they five star, whatever, five and a half stars, whatever they are, Mm
1: -hmm.
4: you know, whatever people have given them. I think that's the only reason why you get Omega and Okada is just for that sheer, let's take it to, Let's give the American mass something to look at.
2: But they've done like all these long, like what, you're going to have to do something to spice it up to change it for the American audience because they're not going to sit through all that crap like the Japanese do. I'm thinking Steel Cage, and that'd be all right.
3: I would be cool yeah. seeing a cage match between them too. Let's see them get nasty with it. We, we've seen them do strong style. We've seen them have great wrestling matches. Let's see them brought out.
0: See, I have to argue with one simple thing. You're saying that they wouldn't sit through a purely technical scientific matchup, and I do believe we would. Um, you've got a you number of fans in the United States of America who watch New Japan on a, religi- a religious basis, who subscribe to in, um, New Japan World, and who actually would love to see something like that in their own backyard or somewhere where they could actually go see it. So, um but-
2: these are also watching it though they can get up and go pee, they can make a sandwich, they can do whatever they can pause it if they need to. You know what I'm saying
0: Not everybody has saying, a short attention span
2: Have you met the new have you met the new generation of people?
0: Some of them yes i do.
2: well, I mean the only reason why only reason why I'm making it through this conversation is because I am eating the cookie and concentrating on you guys. <laughs>
3: I mean, AEW has demonstrated that you can generate an audience and provide the strawberry to everybody's vanilla ice cream. You know what I mean? You don't have to be the exact same. You can do something different and people will tune in and watch. If there's anything we've seen from this Wednesday night... (laughs) I don't know. if I, i It's a skirmish right now. It's not really a war. But from what we're seeing is that the audience albeit the same audience from Monday to, to Friday, is split and watching. They're changing the channel. So some are watching AEW some weeks. Some are watching NXT. So AEW is doing something. And New Japan, at first, they were like, ah, you know, we want them to do their own thing because I think they were just pissed because they were, you know, on the outside looking in when it came to, <clears throat> uh, you know, the elite leaving. But now that they've seen that AEW is for real and that they don't even have to, quote-unquote, compete, but just stick around, they just have to survive is realistically what they have to do. They survive you know, another year, they're already doing better than anybody would have given them credit for. So right now, if New Japan does a Supercard with them, while I feel it would be soon, the benefits of it outweighs, outweighs anything <coughs> else. And to have Okada and Omega, well, I'll say this for you, Mabo. I think Cody and, uh, and Okada would be a great match. But I think the the general populace would want to see, you know, Omega, Okada. And it doesn't matter if it's the 20th time they've gone at it. You could give them, and AEW would do it, you could give them, you know, 60 minutes and people would watch. Especially if it's the main event.
0: Put the cookie down, back away slowly.
2: Get <laughs> salted caramel. I can't help it. That's a fair point.
3: Rob, what do you think? If it's, if it's a supercard, New Japan and AEW, would you put Okada and Omega as the main event?
5: You've got to put it as a main event, main event because that's what, you know, that's going to draw people because every time they've done it, it's been epic. And so, why not? Your first super card, you put a main event that you know is going to be epic. I mean, you can have all the other little main events like we have all the time, but your main draw would be, you know, Okada versus Omega. I think that's it would be a no-brainer.
3: And I think we would see... I think you would see what the fans of New Japan that turn out, at least in, in small parts, um, when they watch like Wrestle Kingdom and everything, I think they would turn out, and I think they would turn out in a big way, for for a supercard like that. Um, do I? What I would say that is this though: what happens when you start putting, like, let's just say the Gorillas of Destiny and the Young Bucks, or uh, Will Osprey and Sammy Guevara, or um, you know, Reho and Britt Baker against frankly I yeah but i don't know about so, all of the rest of new japan's women just now
4: some of the super cards some of the super cards from the 80s mm-hmm. only certain matches mixed not every match they weren't always against the other federation right. right yeah so you could you could theoretically take like naito versus um what's his name um uh, they're their world champ right now, New Japan. White, um, Okada. Oh, I thought, uh, what's his name had it?
0: Um, no, Okada, Okada got the belt back from White a couple of months ago.
4: Oh, okay. Well, I, I haven't watched New Japan in a while. So, but you could take like White and Naito and have them in a match,
1: mm-hmm. you
4: know, if they were in a feud and then maybe mixed the Gorillas versus the Bucks and then, you know, um, Riho versus Britt Baker. I mean, you don't necessarily always have to go Federation Federation.
0: I've got to argue the Rio Britt Baker match because the last time they faced each other on AEW, it was not good. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just drawing names. That's all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Case nice. I, go ahead.
4: Oh, I, I I don't necessarily need to see Britt, but so much. Um, I mean, I think she's improving. I think she's a lot better when she started, but sometimes she makes mistakes.
0: She's on again, off again. Yeah. But um, the thing that popped into my head, I'm trying to remember the year where WCW had a crossover event where it was like a best of seven um, where they did us versus them. And then they also had like when worlds collide, where you had WCW stars taking on WCW stars, and there were only one or two matches that crossed over, like right. with uh, Sting and Muda. Technically, Muda was New Japan at the time, mm-hmm. so and that worked out. But it also back to um, Bowman's point about Okada Omega. It kind of does go me to what something Eric Bischoff said a couple of weeks ago on 83 weeks why do you quote why do you think we gave him sting flair why do you think we went back to that well because it worked sure you've seen the match 28 times sure there may not be anything new in that match but people are going to flock to it because it's flare sting you have two of the biggest names in the industry going at it and it may be a <laughs> copy of their first encounter or their second encounter but it's um but Okada Omega is going to be something that most wrestling fans who have a clue about international wrestling and what's going on in New Japan and what has happened in re- in the past couple of years, they're going to sit back and say, "Ooh, I get a chance to see that here in the US. I'm in." But everybody's got a perspective on it. There is no there's no wrong answer. There's no purely right answer because right now all we can do is speculate. Because would would April of or late March of 2020 be too soon and how many people in the god how many dirt sheet writers would look at that move as an act of desperation by aew and then how many others would look at it as something different and innovative that you didn't think you'd see in 2020 and this early in aew's existence
3: Frankly, the only the only uh, dirt sheet writer that's going to find it as desperation is going to be Smeltzer. Everybody else will call it an active genius because that's really what it is. I don't know what it is with with uh, the observer, but frankly, that guy just he can't it, it, he can't make anybody happy anymore, and he's just pissed off. Oh wait, uh, hold on, I've got him on the
0: hotline. Oh, wait a minute, hold on, let me patch him in. Yes, Dipstick Dave.
1: <laughs> you sure
0: uh, are you positive oh that many stars <laughs> oh, okay okay go go go, get, go! suck on your little passy and go back to bed to, uh, dipstick dave bye bye that was dipstick dave, dipstick dave folks <laughs> definitely dave definitely, definitely dave
5: <laughs> never heard him better
3: <laughs> it's it's probably the most time he's had on a podcast in a good while. Yeah, you know, he does have a show on Sirius. At least he used to have a show on Sirius.
5: Will you stop plugging the man? Sorry. He keeps trying to break back in.
3: That's
0: a valid point. I apologize. Sorry.
5: First you mentioned him by name, and then you just kept referring, oh he's got this. Oh he stop.
0: And for doing that stand, you get this.
1: <laughs>
5: I mean, Minus five both sides
3: stars. <laughs> That came from out of nowhere,
0: and a quarter.
4: <laughs> well, I—I I mean, I think he's just become almost laughable nowadays.
0: Yeah, he's I the mean, b- about most it. jokes.
4: Yeah, back when back when he was writing the quote-unquote dirt sheets, you know what I'm saying—that you had that you could only find through certain means.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, well, he probably looked like a genius, but now with the advent of the inner, uh, you know, Twitter and Facebook and everything else, he may say something and then it gets broadcast to, you know, 2 million people. And if it doesn't come true, well, that's now two legit 2 million people. They're like, you're an idiot.
3: Yeah.
4: And if you ever negative about him on Twitter, you get blocked by him too.
2: Well, that's half the people on Twitter. But I think it's because people have sort of, how can I put this? Iconized, is that the word? They pretty much made him, through whatever means, the end all be all. You know, you got your PWG elitist who have, you know, whenever he phrases something, they hold him up. Whenever this company. Whenever he says something positive about this company, they hold him up. So they've actually they have fed the beast themselves and almost made him and a few others more like they fed their egos. They fed into the they fed into their narcissism, and their narcissism has taken control that they themselves are the end all be all of what is good and what is bad in professional wrestling. And so when someone comes along to slay the beast, no pun intended, you know, that's when they get their, their, their panties in a bunch and get upset when they need to realize that because of like I said, the, 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 the advent of the internet and social media, you know, there are going to, there's going to be larger varying degrees and outreaches of different opinions. And they're just going to have to realize now that after decades of being fed that you know you're the best you're the <clears throat> you are the barometer of what is good wrestling and what is bad wrestling now that they aren't because there's more people with more opinions they get butt hurt so i mean it's just as much as their fault as it is those who who elevated them to that level
1: well,
3: I mean, right. he's he's a created he's a created nightmare, that's for sure. What you got, Rob?
5: I was just saying that I think he's the industry created him because you know, like you all said earlier, back in the day before everybody had their own brain um, and can think about it, you know, they fed him stuff, and I still think today there's there's those stars that feed him stuff just because some feed it because they want it they think they're on the know and some people feed him stuff just to see him blow up you know and um because i mean think about it if you were one of the players in the e would you not want to see this guy have egg on his face so oh, definitely you know? yeah so like you sit there and you feed him a bunch of crap so then he goes on his podcast or whatever and tells everybody oh hey On Monday night, Vince is going to come out dressed in purple, and that's going to mean that he's going to have this and do this, and, oh, wait a minute, he didn't do it. I mean, that would make me laugh, but it's just, there's there's a certain echelon of people that are just not used to other fans having their own opinions, and in this great world, we have the ability, with all the wrestling out there, you have your own opinion. If you like one thing, great. If you don't, great. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but you know what? It's someone's. You know.
3: That's a that's a val- valid point. I mean, he's a like I said, he's a a created nightmare because people wanted to see their names in in what he was printing. They wanted to be listed, or you had those that wanted to see himself destruct. But either way, that was that was what people wanted. That was what the world wanted to see.
5: I mean, he's the barometer of, he's the barometer of social media. You know, news people all over that you see all the time. They have to get it out first. They don't necessarily have to be right, or even close, but they have to. He has, you know, so he has to get it out first because he has to have his name out there, and it doesn't have to be true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the sad part about it nowadays. Um, it doesn't have to be true. Because rumor and innuendo are two favorite words in the vernacular, not to mention hearsay. You ever noticed hearsay and heresy are pretty damn close to each other? You've got situations where, and this is something that I really got to sit back and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have fun with for a second. When this incarnation of BR kicked into gear, beyond ringside that is, acronyms.
5: Oh, that's what that is. Okay, I'm sorry. Here you go.
0: Well, I have to be careful about saying BR Live, even though I was saying it long before Bleacher Report. They just managed to trademark it. I wonder if... No, Cody wouldn't be able to help me with that either. Um, <coughs> <laughs>
3: Love you, Cody. That's all right. right. C2C is magically canvas to canvas. Noted. <laughs> How the hell did that happen?
0: Noted. <laughs> <laughs> when this incarnation kicked over into a different gear, there have been various... Pardon the expression, third person's in play, and sometimes four and five. But the tandem in play has always been myself and Mark Mabo Bowman over this last run. Up, until, up until recently, up <laughs> uh, the last couple of years, we'd always told everybody Mabo was the super fan, and I was the, you know, da da da. I was doing whatever I was doing in the business, depending on whether um if it was announcing commentary, all of the above. Then Bowman started working full time in the business for a period. And then lo and behold, he went from being super fan to, oh, he works in the business now. Wait a minute. But he's had the same opinion since he's been in the business as he did before.
5: But he's not allowed to.
0: Yeah, we are. (laughs) Because y'all pretty much stayed true to form since y'all have made a foray into the industry. And that was something that used to tickle the hell out of me when it came down to it. Because you had, at one point, Beyond Ringside Live, Shooter's Gallery, uh, Midnight Black Mass, To Be Determined Show, um, a couple other different incarnations. And once we all hit full stride at one particular point, everybody who had a show on this station was in the industry. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: At one point in time or another. But yet, we have something that the dipstick can never say. Because he's never worked in this business. Has he been a part of production? Not to my knowledge. Has he ever been in ring? Not to my knowledge. Has he ever refed? Not to my knowledge. And that's something where it's like, yeah, sorry. I could even before. I mean, when I was first getting into this. And people were talking about um, later on as they were talking about um, W.O. and Torch. Um, and there was one other one that came down the pike, you know, when people lay it out there that they are who they are, as it pertains to the business, I will take their perspectives and opinions in a different capacity. Whereas, you know, when you get case point scenario, CM Punk on superstars, uh, backstage multi-time world champion, how many organizations has he been a part of? He's been a part of the grandest stage of them all and small time shows as well. If he, I mean, as long as I don't detect any true vitriol in his comment, uh, I will take that criticism that he lays out there about something and say, okay, he's got a point. Whereas somebody with an unfounded opinion or unbased, but due to complete lack of experience in this business and any capacity whatsoever, I'll sit back and go, yeah, they're a mark for themselves. They are their own biggest fan. Whereas I we, mean, I
3: feel attacked right now. Jeez.
0: No. Whereas <laughs> we have fun doing this. At no point in time will any of the five of us take ourselves way too seriously. Other than me, when I get my ass on my shoulders and wear it like a hat, I'm in mean, hell.
3: Wow. You're talented. <laughs> that takes That's a, a lot pl- of
0: flexibility. I took lessons from Kelso and Red Foreman on that 70s show.
4: I believe that movie is going to be called When Eddie Meets Mitch. Don't! Oh!
1: That's a long, no, the dark cowboy. The, 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 like.
2: the Eddie Mitch <laughs> movie is called Innuendo.
4: <laughs> Urban <laughs> Cowboy. <laughs> Midnight Cowboy. <laughs>
0: uh. <clears throat> damn it. <laughs> I, think, I think we wrecked him that comedy bit way too much.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Wrecked him? Damn near killed him. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Thank you.
3: I just hope in all of this that that the, the man himself, the guy actually doesn't you know lose his freaking mind because everyone and their cousin is throwing jokes out there. Um, and you know no pun intended but being the butt of all jokes right now you know here's the guy who is already we already know he has issues like it's already documented that the man has you know mental issues this probably won't help
2: (laughs) well hold on Stanford if I may because I brought this point up to a a, a dear friend of mine earlier let us Flashback, if you will.
0: Keyword back.
2: The the alleged homophobic slurs posted on the bodybuilding board years ago that he had to answer for. Uh, The alleged performances he would do on Stephanie McMahon from a couple years ago on Twitter.
3: All that aside. Wait, what?
2: Do you think that earlier this year, because he was supposed to enter into that program with John Cena? John Cena. Do you think the reason why he panicked, the reason why he flipped out was because he, and once again, no pun intended, knew that he was about to be thrust into the spotlight with yeah. one of the biggest names in sports entertainment history at that time, that that it would actually you know, exacerbate the hidden film that was just now discovered? Do you think that maybe he was thinking... Oh crap! <laughs> I'm gonna get this once again. No pun intended. I'm gonna get this push <laughs> against John Cena. I'm going to be all over the place. It's not just going to be, you know, these vignettes on Raw and from NXT where people might be like, "Hey, didn't I see that guy doing one of those things and doing that thing?" No, he was about to be plastered everywhere, which would which would have caused the, the resurfacing of that film footage way sooner. If it had happened, because, you know, they would have probably had him on all kinds of talk shows and radio Mm -hmm. shows, podcasts, Mm -hmm. and everything. Do you think maybe that's why he panicked and had his little emotional breakdown and mental breakdown?
0: That makes sense.
2: I think that what's
3: what's probably happened is there's a lot of things. I think, for one, you're probably right. Somebody... Somehow he knew this was going to come back up. And I think the reason he knew it was going to come back up is because somebody, somebody probably texted him, called him, or emailed him saying, hey, listen, you better uh, smarten up or I'm sending this out. I would say that, there, you know, just like with Paige and with anybody else that's had a tape or a picture that's leaked, um, somebody didn't want his star on the rise. And so when they heard that Lars was, because th- that was the rumor as of just a couple weeks ago that Lars was on his way back. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. The sad thing here is, you know, <laughs> people continuously talk about, you know, these kind of scandals and everything, but it 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 never stops happening. There's no there's no so there's no conversation right now about who's going to stop the person that leaked it. Because that's the issue. The issue isn't the fact, I mean, he could, whatever he does in his personal time, I don't care.
4: Yep, but so this wouldn't be a leak. Because this isn't footage off a phone. This is a legit movie.
3: How did it come to light, though? Like, how did this come out? Did someone
4: just go, oh my god, that's Somebody probably saw it and was like, oh, wait a second, who's this guy?
0: They snuck it in through the back door.
4: Son of a bitch. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, that movie could be, I don't know, 10 years old. Mm -hmm. Because he he doesn't look to be as muscular as he is now. He looks like he's not even 18. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It could be 10 years ago. So it could have been forgotten Mm -hmm. and lost it, you know, lost There's some things even I don't forget, okay? And that would be one of them if it ever happened. Well, yeah, but so what I'm saying is, so if you watched Mitch (laughs) 10 years ago, do you think you would remember Lars a
2: year ago? Do you think you'd put it together? No, I mean, because if you look at it, they do, he does look drastically different. I mean, if it wasn't for that tattoo that, Allegedly, it's this tattoo that's been covered up. I mean, you look at his facial features, his structure, everything. It looks completely different.
4: Right. And I think somebody was just, you know, pulled out the old DVD collection, <laughs> put it in, and also a wrestling fan for, you know, probably obvious reasons. And it was like, boom, wait a second.
2: That's large. Or, or it could have been. Uh, somebody sleazy in the industry who mm-hmm. was part of that production and sat there and was like, wait a minute. That's Mitch from, you know, Ass Bangers 5. <laughs> now <laughs> now he's on television. Let me see if I can extort some money out of him.
4: Son of a bitch. And, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't say that this movie would have affected his WWE career Mm -hmm. because there are others that have very similar movies. One that went on to be a very prominent female champion.
3: Yep, very true.
4: Uh, We also have a current female champion that had a few racy videos.
0: Mm -hmm. Which one?
4: Uh, We have a current tag female tag team champion that had several racing videos over in Japan. Yep. And God knows who else. I mean, we have Hall of Famers that have them. Uh, So I'm sure the WWE is maybe not comfortable with them doing these types of movies. Or they're well aware of, you know, as you're coming up in the business, you may need money. (laughs) You (laughs) may be approached by these types of people, and
2: you may jump all over it. <laughs> well, but but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If you flash back to, God, it probably has been 10 years ago. If you remember, uh, I think they were going to call her uh, Aloise or whatever. I, basically, Isis the Amazon. Right. He was going to be on the first in the first female cast of the old NXT-style show, and they pulled her at the last second because of her, Racy photos, nothing nude that I recall.
0: <clears throat> Though there was some domina- mm. there was some dominatrix stuff. There was some serious well, fetish stuff in there. Yeah, no. there
3: was some. There was definitely nudity. Um, there was previous interview when well, we I spoke didn't... to her. Um, she she didn't come right out and say it was full on sex acts, but it was pretty close. Um, but but but
2: but the point is WWE knew they they saw that and they pulled her immediately. Now keep in mind. That was also, what, almost 10 years ago. Oh, more than 10, but yeah, you're right. You're right. But but what I'm saying before, you know, oh, don't kink shame someone, or don't do this, and make them cry, and then they have to go to a mental rehab, and they can't wrestle at WrestleMania. Yeah. So, I mean, now, if they even remotely say or do anything about this to Lars, I'm sorry, Mitch, then... <laughs> They run the risk of getting leveled with so many types of possible lawsuits and negative, you know, social media stuff. And, you know, he can't, you know, this was his past. Why bring it up? Why are you, you know, harshing his gig for what he did when he was younger? Which I don't think they should anyway. I mean, so dude, he did some stuff, man. I mean, was there animals or kids involved? No. To the best of our knowledge did he hurt anybody i mean we'd have to ask the guy on the receiving end but we don't think so <laughs> so i mean the point is is it happened let it just let it fizzle out and you know bring him
1: you know just bring
4: it back man yeah i mean me personally i just think he you know to to, to quote a movie he choked in the open net right <laughs> he, he gets the call up and look who it is I mean, we're not talking anybody else but one of the greatest of all times in John Cena. Yeah. Now, if you watch wrestling, you know John Cena has a way of shutting people down. Yep. And, I mean, he did it to Roman Reigns on national TV, and Roman was like, duh. <laughs> and I just, I don't think Lars was ready for that type of pressure, you know?
2: Could you, could you imagine, though, if this would have came out? And John Cena would have got a hold of it in the middle of the program.
4: Oh,
1: geez. Oh, oh. That, Lord have
0: mercy. That could have that now, That could have been catastrophic. For everybody listening on the Beyond Ring side lives uh section, folks, we're up against a hard break. We're gonna go away for about five <laughs> for those listening on corner to corner. We're actually gonna be playing straight on through, more than likely. Mm-hmm. Um so hang tight for a minute. Combined effort beyond ringside live and corner to corner we will be back on our rear end I mean year end special oh, right for this.
2: Son of a bitch. <laughs> can we actually say that we're playing straight on there? The
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we can say that. <laughs> Damn. I I feel bad for, for Lars. I mean, the guy finally gets a shot. You know he's uh, coming back. He's he he was already had that right whole back. thing, and then like now this happens. Like damn, you know does the world just hate? It? Does does karma hate this man that much? He just can't get away from it. I mean, you're probably right though. It probably will fizzle out, and <laughs> and he'll end up coming back to TV. And you'll have those that small group of fans that just wants to troll on him. But yeah,
4: yeah, but but for all we know. They caught the 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 office caught wind of it
3: mm-hmm. and
4: knew about it and was like, "Look, just sit home a little bit longer." We're telling them you're out ready to come back to TV, and then when we bring you out and we'll put you in the right situation, and they're going to pop for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could. Very, I mean, you could literally get a pop by putting him against AOP and Seth Rollins.
1: Yeah, and but we
2: comes- know they're going to they're gonna stick him with Sami Zayn. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. <laughs> what the fuck?
3: is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least, hey, Nakamura's the Intercontinental Champion. Not that anybody's ever watching when he's wrestling now, but, you know.
4: Mojo riley has been fired. Yep. So he's looking for somebody else.
3: <laughs> we love you, Mojo.
2: <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> I would I would rather have my scrotum split open and flayed butterfly style to the inside of my thighs. Dear god,
3: what the hell?
2: Thanks you ready to <laughs> that ever has to do with Mojaro. I would rather star in a film with Mitch <laughs> And have it broadcast live on all the major networks and streamed across social media. You are you know, I,
4: evil, evil man. I could see that. That could be like a cop buddy film. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mabo and
2: Mitch, I'm, LAPD. I'm sure there'll be handcuffs involved, but you know. Bosom buddies. Oh, yeah. I got the bosoms and he's the buddy.
3: <laughs> but Nobody moves I can't. or Mitch gets it. <laughs>
2: Can't role stand Mojo Rawley.
3: <laughs> role models.
4: It could be like the new Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock <laughs> from uh,
3: good. Uh, what what was that stupid movie? <laughs> the other guys or whatever.
5: Yeah, that's yeah. it.
3: <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about these mother effing movies.
5: <laughs> I cannot wait till his voice comes out on the Alexa. Just saying. <laughs>
3: that's just scurry but see we you go to
5: the fact like this whole thing you can't tell me a company as big as the e didn't know it was already out there mm. you know like oh they've
2: got they've got guys that scour that stuff like the minute somebody gets signed they've got they've got teams that go through and, and check your social media all the way back to like live journal days and 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 AOL board days they check and they trace back to, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? And if you lie, that's
5: when you really get in trouble. But
2: they check everything.
5: Also, I mean, like, you know, I mean, they've got patent lawyers, hmm. patenting names that they're never going to use again, you know? So, like, you know, they've got, like you said, they've got these people that are like, oh, well, hey, he's got this. And there's a group of people that are like, well, oh, it'll probably never come out. It'll never surface.
3: Talk and other people are back. like,
5: other people are like, hey, when it does, he'll just go home. And he'll be gone for a little while. Because mm-hmm. it's, I don't think it's as big a news as it would be if he was on TV right now. You know, exactly. He's not on I mean, TV, so he's not – people don't see him. You know? Yeah. Now, if he was live every week, oh, yeah, that would be a different story.
2: Lars Sullivan would have been hit by a car.
5: And I out of action for the last month. He'd have put in a dump truck or something and been like, oh, oh, yeah. he's gone.
4: I did it for the people.
5: Mm. I I did it for you, Rock. <laughs> They'd have another one of those Falls County where matches that are like, they're still fighting. They're in Cleveland. Hmm. We don't have a camera crew with them right now, but trust us, it's happening.
4: Damn, that camera crew.
5: When they don't show up.
3: One twenty four seven roll away.
4: Well <laughs> that that title changed hands, dreaded hands dreaded like three times, didn't
3: it? I mean on Christmas alone it changed hands like four times.
0: Yeah. Even but Santa I, Claus you're... won it. <laughs> Who won it from Santa, by the way? Uh
4: didn't um Uh sure it wasn't did. uh it wasn't truth. I thought it was uh, what's his name?
3: Was it Tazawa?
4: Yeah, I think it's Tazawa because I think Truth won it from Tazawa.
2: I think. Well, I, I'm just throwing this out here.
0: Back in 15.
2: If if it's back, if the title's still around, come Easter, if they don't have a guy disguised as Jesus hanging on a cross. Oh, oh no! Help
3: me. Oh, my Lord.
2: No, no, no. And he covers covers the Easter Bunny for the 24-7 title. Then the world means nothing to me.
0: (laughs) On the Super Show Edition, no, we're not live from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Thanks for playing. We're here domestic in the lower 48. Some were lower 48 than others.
3: That's right. All of our legends stay retired.
0: (laughs) Welcome back into Combined Forces Beyond Ringside Live and Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. Fast Eddie Lane over here welcoming back in tag team partner Mark Mabo Bowman.
2: Our Lord and Savior, the 24-7 champion.
0: <laughs> and welcoming in tag team partner on the Shooters Gallery occasionally on Thursday nights and the host of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio, Stan Grubb, take it from here. Uh, I
3: would have to say co-host because me and my tag team partners all host the show. And That would be myself, Stan Grubb. Rob Hefner is joining us.
5: Yes, yes, yes. It's my biannual appearance.
3: (laughs) Contractually obligated to appear.
0: (laughs) It was a Christmas present.
5: I had had one more this year I had to show up for, you know?
3: (laughs) And, of course, Brian Taylor as well.
5: So, uh, if you
4: knew they were filming a segment of the 24-7 title change... And you thought you could roll up our uh, truth Would you do it?
3: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> How
4: funny would that be if some random dude run up and pinned one of them and took that title and ran before anybody figured out what was going on?
0: You know who I miss at this moment? Talking about the 24-7.
3: Crash
4: house,
0: Mae Young. Because you know that they would have put that belt on Mae Young at least once by now. And everybody would have applauded. Maybe 1% of the audience would have crapped on it. But the other 99% would have gone, yes. And I don't mean the yes movement. Which is back in full force. Mm. Wrapping up 2019, we've seen a number of different changes. We've seen a number of different advents, a number of different departures. And, of course, the the planet's champion has been replaced. <laughs> God, He looked like he could have been in the upcoming Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. One of those. He could have been a villain in a Harry Potter movie going back to the short hair and um to the traditional Daniel Bryan look. And in a totally unrelated story, it is confirmed that Cher and Charlotte Flair use the same plastic surgeon. That's why they look alike now.
3: Damn. <clears throat> if they could turn back time.
0: Bang, bang. So how long
4: until Kane returns and they put the uh, tag team back together?
0: Soon as he gets, uh, soon as he wraps up with the opportunity to be mayor of Knox County. Even though he came back for that one night, it's, uh, now did y'all hear the rumor that he actually insisted that his pay for that um, that night be dedicated to a local charity?
3: Uh, mm. He's he's actually confirmed that in an interview. He yeah, want, he wanted to make sure that his salary for that went to a charity because, as a man of the people, he didn't want to come off as uh, a profiteer.
5: Good for him. I did hear that every time we have a, when he, he enters the state house, that the fire the pyrotechnics have to go off.
0: <laughs> well, it's to be there.
5: I will also mention that
4: thanks to the my good buddies at Pro Wrestling Crate at com. <laughs>
1: <Cheap> uh,
4: <laughs> I did happen to get in the latest Loot Crate an autograph picture of Kane which means I will not have to plunk down the money that you normally have to pay for it because he's quite the premium
3: that's a $200 autograph
4: yes now, if they can score me The Undertaker, I'll be even happier.
0: Actually, I have one of those. <laughs> um, in my collection, an original cast member from Gen 1 Beyond Ringside, uh, Adam Smith, also known as Evil, who is a very accomplished artist, did a charcoal rendering of the um, Ministry of Darkness version of The Undertaker. And Taker was here in town. This is years ago. Uh, Taker was here at the World of Wheels doing an autograph signing. And Adam took two copies of that. He basically created two versions of it. And he had Mark sign or Undertaker sign one to him and one to me. And I had one of those here at Studio One.
4: Oh, that's cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Definitely. And
2: actually from that, from that same world of wheels, I actually have the American badass eight by 10 that they gave you. And I have it signed by the Undertaker.
4: Mm,
5: You're
2: killing
4: me.
5: I, do killing have me. Autograph. I don't have Undertaker. I got Kane, though.
0: And actually, I've got an old book from back when I was going to Batwell Auditorium back in the day before I really got started in all this. And I have actually autographs from the early 80s of everybody from Robert Fuller to Bob Armstrong to a number of different stars who came through, um, including one of the few that... he. Okay, you really have to be a hardcore fan of professional wrestling to know this name when I say it, because he ne- um didn't really do that much on the national scene, but he was um, the professor, Bill Ash, who is one of my favorite heels of all time. This man was the epitome of the condescending heel. Um, You know, kind of like Dutch Mantel at one point in time was the epitome of the brash, rough, tough, you know, almost cowboy, but not quite, or cowpoke style. Um of heel. You know, you th- that's where something's lost in translation. Because it became fashionable in the world of pro wrestling for heels to be whiny little bitches. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. I mean, you don't have the, you can genuinely count on both hands most of the time how many genuine heels there most are.
5: Most of the time I can count on both hands.
0: There the you time. go. <laughs> Sometimes on one hand, but case point scenario, the hottest heel right now is MJF. And because if you look at WWE, Ross SmackDown now NXT does a better job of defining the line than the, main roster, than the other two main roster products do. Jericho, to me, would probably be the second hottest heel right now because they both know how to carry themselves as heels and the psychology was diluted watered down over the last probably 10 years because remember even when the shield was undeclared but you automatically thought they were heels because they were running or the nexus but which later became the core
5: same thing with Bray Wyatt when they first came out. He was supposed to be the bad guy, but then everybody loved him.
0: Ron Strowman was supposed to be a heel, but yet technically undefined. He was just tearing through everybody that just happened to be baby faces. Where, mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, is Brock Lesnar really a heel? Or do we take Paul Heyman's word for the style of interview that he does? I think you, Brock, like, Brock Lesnar is definitely
3: a heel. I mean, he did hell. He slater. He didn't give a ish about his kids.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I still think it'd Brock- be
5: funny in one of these times that Paul Heyman's up doing the mic thing. Brock grabs him and goes, Paul, would you just shut the hell up? He's done that once or twice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Normally, about every two years, he'll do that.
5: Because that's contract renegotiation time. <laughs> okay. Keep him on their toes. Undisputed era.
0: Once again, the line is clear. The early segment of Velveteen Dream, the line is clear. However, with Champa, the line is blurred. See what I mean?
4: Yeah, well, with uh, Gargano and uh, Champa, I mean, it clearly got defined, right? You knew exactly where they were for about a month. And then all of a sudden, that arrow just goes... Wing! You know, and it's like, what in the world just happened? And, And they, they just flipped them so quick. It was ridiculous.
0: I think the lines are more defined on the women's side of the board. Whereas when Sasha Banks finally flipped back, when Bailey finally turned Charlotte, you really can't figure out. It all depends on who they put on the other side of the ring. Same thing with Becky Lynch. The, the man was supposed to be a condescending heel, but the fans would not let that happen.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I think with Charlotte, Charlotte to me is very much like Rick was, uh, you know, once he got into WCW, where they, they loved a booer in the right situation, but then. They need her sometimes to, to be that face that they can rally behind.
0: And the biggest mistakes on hashtag never waste a heel turn. Thank you, Big Enoch Show. Tazarian. Yes, thank you, Wick. Um, Big Show. Kane. Um, those are the two biggest ones. You never knew from one minute to the next. Kevin Owens in this timeline. How about Ambrose? Turning
3: him heel was stupid. Yeah,
0: yeah. Seth Rollins?
3: Seth, Seth's heel turn when he first turned was a, was a stupid move.
4: No, it's a stupid move now because you know as soon as we get past WrestleMania, he's going to flip back.
3: Well, the thing is, the fans are going to cheer him now because he's the bad guy. He did what they wanted, and now they love him again. I, well, I don't. I, it's so. I don't think they're going to
4: cheer him against Owens, right? But something is going to happen between now and Mania, where Rollins has to play face again, and Samo- then you're going to flip him,
0: Samoa Joe.
1: Mm, Samo- no, nope. exactly.
0: Joe. Joe. Joe
3: is getting ready to. Joe just just did the whole face down thing with uh, Seth and got the crap beat out of him by Seth and the AOP, right. So Joe is now a good
0: guy. Technically.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, and and we've we've talked about this before when it came to AEW how there's not really a there. I mean, there is, but there really isn't a good guy and bad guy. Where in WWE there has always been a, at least a clearer line. <laughs> Maybe not the clearest. What, but what'd
4: you say? In the WWE, you think there's a clear line between face and heel?
5: I said clear-er. I didn't say clear. I was going to say, that's <laughs> going against everything that Eddie is talking about.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, literally, I think Vince has even come out, or Triple H has even come out and said, we don't have faces or heels.
3: Good guys versus bad guys.
4: Yeah, we don't, we don't have that. <laughs> so... I mean, again, they've... Flip on the WWE, they flip so much, and I'm talking Raw and SmackDown. Right. They flip so much, so fast, it is so hard to keep track of some of
5: them. I mean, going to look he- at Daniel Bryan right now. You know, you got Daniel Bryan was the Planet's champion, hated everything, and then he goes and shaves and gets a haircut, and all of a sudden it's like, yes, all over again. You know what no, I mean? Like,
0: no, nah, yeah, break had a he, lot to do with that. He
4: got called a liar first. And because mm-hmm. he got called a liar, he had to turn face and show what a good guy he was. Remember?
3: Yeah. They... Eric Rowan? <laughs> and that was just
4: <clears throat> Yeah. No, I'm not a liar. How dare you call me a liar? I'm a good guy now. Well, uh, yes, yes, yes.
3: I'm a man of the people.
4: Wow, that's what uh, it uh, takes uh, to uh. flip
3: somebody in the WWE, call them a liar. <laughs> well, I mean, look, at Bailey. didn't have a reason to turn. I still does, I, I still like the The worst heel, heel, turn. heel turn ever. Yeah, I know, and everybody seems to say that, but I I was a fan of her turning, but there was no reason for her to do it. She's she's not
4: comfortable. It'd be different if she was comfortable as a heel. I don't think she's comfortable. And they make they portray her as not being comfortable. I mm-hmm. mean, it wasn't it wasn't Lacey beating up Sasha what a week or so ago? And Bailey standing behind him with her arms up in the air, like I don't know, I don't know what to do here. Oh my god, I don't know what to do.
0: I want, I want to throw over to the one who has defended Bailey more times than I've got active brain cells, Bowman. Your thoughts, yeah. on, your thoughts on her flipping in the current state where she's at?
2: Oh, I'd still wear
5: her, her ass on my
1: head like a hat. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs>
5: I think she's a poor man's Tessa Blanchard knockoff.
1: Ooh. You can just shut your mouth and that...
5: pop up this phone and snap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it just got real. I will give you an Italian necktie if you don't calm down.
4: However, uh, she's not as good as wrestlers, Tessa is. Nope. She's never
5: She's going after the image, but she doesn't here. have the in ring skills.
3: She she'll never be what Tessa Blanchard is. That's that's total truth.
2: I hope every one of you get a screaming case of diarrhea.
1: (laughs) Wait, I'm giving compliments to
2: suffer rectal bleeding.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I so for me, I just don't buy her heel turn. There's nothing about it that screams heel turn. I mean, she
0: she just doesn't look comfortable doing it. I think it was about as forced as MJF's when he turned on Cody.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, literally you had to be a blind man, a deaf man, and unable to speak to not know that MJF was going to turn bad and turn on Cody. Eventually. Yeah, I mean, it was like, uh, we're just waiting for the day. We're just counted. It's like an advent calendar. You're just, you know, picking your piece of chocolate and waiting for the next day to come. You just know it's going to happen. So, I mean, it's it's almost Christmas. It's almost MGF Day. I mean, that's just what everybody knew. It was just, when so, is it going to happen?
0: So, are we confirmed, are we, are we all in agreement that Bailey's was the worst heel turn?
3: Of the decade?
0: Or of the year?
4: No, I would say of the year.
3: Definitely
0: yeah, of
4: no. the
3: year, yes. Yeah. Even though I like it, I would say it's the worst of the year.
0: The two most predictable were uh, Kevin Owens turning on New Day and uh, MJF turning on Cody. But I'm gonna throw a different curve. I'm gonna throw a different curveball at the four of y'all. What was the word? Okay, hashtag never waste a heel turn. Okay, hashtag never waste a title change. Title change. What is one that pops in? I've got mine. You mean for this
3: year or this decade?
0: Um, I'll go this year. Okay. This year, possibly in the last five. What is the worst title change that you, in recent memory, this year in particular or during the 2010s, that pops into your head? It's like, either why did they do that or, boy, that was a waste. The oh, mind
5: between any Brock Lesnar one or the time they put it on Goldberg. Hmm.
0: Okay, so Rob is going with putting it on Goldberg or Brock Lesnar. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you both of those. Um, I was okay with the Goldberg one. I just wasn't a big fan of putting it on Lesnar right off of Goldberg. You could see it coming a mile away.
5: Or when they said Kofi versus uh, Brock. Oh, who's going to win Rob, this? Rob,
0: know. Rob, you had your
4: chance.
5: <laughs> I get paid by the words, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
4: But now, now I have to go and try and think of another one.
1: <laughs> which one which <laughs> he beat us
4: friends. Friends. <laughs> Kofi and Brock. Yeah, I mean, has it, has that title even surfaced since he beat Kofi and was then switched to Raw? Has it even been seen
5: on www.shop.com, Yes.
4: Yeah, I mean, literally, I saw something today, just today and Brock was holding the title, and I was like, holy cow. You mean Raw has not had a champion on TV in that many months, and I'm just now realizing it? Pretty much. Yeah, so that, that would be mine of, like, I think the last decade. Kofi beat, uh, losing to Brock.
0: Hmm. Stan, Mabo, gentlemen. What do you think, Mabo?
2: Uh, anytime effort. they, I was gonna say, anytime they panicked and put the belt, anytime they put it back on Brock, or they panicked and put it back on Charlotte. Ooh. Hmm.
3: Stan got one. Yeah, I I felt that taking the titles off of. Don't need to yell,
5: man. Don't need
3: to yell. <laughs> Inner I... voice. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel like. <laughs> Don't be I... creepy. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. I feel like the uh, the, the women's tag title changed from Sasha and Bailey ah! to the Iconics. Was Damn it! I felt like that was the least. You that did was mine. all this work to build up that division. All this work to make Sasha and Bailey cohesive as a team, and then. <clears throat> Not that I don't like the iconics; they are funny, they are entertaining, but Where have they been another great question. Yeah, you know, where's Naomi right now?
2: Suffering the suffering from the sins of her husband.
3: Well,
4: that may be uh, Pate Royce. Also,
3: uh, that could yeah. very well be yeah. true.
4: Because I, I mean. I see her pop up on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff all the time. And she's got a smile on her face and she's not, you know, there's no cast or there's no braces or anything. on. So I don't know. I don't think she's injured. I've seen Billy Kay. I don't think she's injured. So there's a reason they're out in limbo.
3: All right, Eddie, you chairman. It's to you, sir.
0: You took mine right out from under me for the exact same reasons. Because of all the work and the effort that they put in to building Bailey and Banks as a formidable team, a credible team, um, even with the forced friction that was there, that was totally inorganic. Um, then you turn around and you put the belts on the iconics. I believe wasn't that actually at WrestleMania?
3: Uh, that was yes, yeah, because Bailey no. and Bailey and Sasha wanted at Elimination Chamber, and then they lost. Yeah, Mania, yeah. isn't
4: that why Sasha went home?
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Part of
4: the reason, yeah.
3: Let's see, what's so sad? Mm-hmm.
4: Well, you know, honestly, though, Bailey wasn't able to keep up with Sasha anyway, so he had to get the titles off of him.
3: So, of the four horsewomen, you're saying that. Bailey is the weak link.
4: Weakling, yes. Wow. Bailey be would be. She would be
3: the to... Paul Roma.
4: Oh
2: of no! the That's no. Paul Roma!
5: Oh my god! I was going to say Mongo, but she oh. doesn't have much charisma. <laughs> I
2: hope you I'm... all get
4: AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting to hear the the, the choking I... sound coming from the nachos. <laughs> I
2: hope Mitch shows up and gives you
1: AIDS. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh,
2: Because now we know the buttons to push. You know what I'm
5: saying? How many Hugger t-shirts does he own?
3: (laughs) Oh, here's some breaking news from a house show in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Nobody cares. Randy Orton injured his knee. uh, Had to be helped out of the arena. <clears throat> <clears throat> they stopped the match midway through
4: oh that ain't Aww. good if they stopped it
3: nope cause he was uh going, uh going against AJ Styles um it was only <clears throat> minutes into the match according to Twitter <coughs> and there's actually photos and oh there's a little video oh that's not of it happening that's just doctors in the ring Aww. referees in the ring wow yeah,
2: that's wow. Awesome. Bless, his, bless his little heart well.
3: Jeez. Mabo and his, uh,
2: you know. Appearance. Oh,
4: it's, you know, we, we Bailey. I you
3: mean,
4: know, he's, he's seen her in a new light, and he's just, he's mad at the
2: world right now. <laughs> no, it's just, I don't give a damn about Randy Orton's played out ass.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Randy cares. I would have to agree with Mabo on that one.
4: <laughs> I think all of us would.
3: Yeah, we kind of do. <laughs> I mean, we've already seen AJ and Randy with a feud.
5: We already saw that. It, it was. Do you call a that a feud? I mean, it wasn't. We've all seen a- Randy versus everybody. It's time for Randy to go home.
3: Well, uh, he's limping his way there right now.
5: Mm.
2: Just have him sure. go cheat on another wife, collect a oh! paycheck. <laughs> yes.
3: Maybe him and Mitch will have a beer and relax.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wow.
2: What if <laughs> Randy, Randy Orton and Mitch starring in RKO oh My?
1: <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Oh, here.
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> what if <have> we started? <laughs> we were, hey. I think we all agreed that we weren't going to touch this topic. And hey, went, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said we weren't
4: going to touch it. And then Mabel was like, why not? And then you two jumped in, and then I jumped in, and it's
0: been then and, and, and since only totally off the hook. Everybody's just talking out of their asses on that one.
2: Oh, God. oh, well, all I'm saying is if Pro Wrestling Tees doesn't capitalize on Mitch T-shirts, <laughs> then they're losing money.
0: <laughs> oh, could you imagine that? Okay, I'm I, when you mentioned Randy Orton, first thing popped in my head. If y'all want to, if I. Uh, <laughs> Lord, please forgive me and bless all the pygmies in New Guinea. Thank you, Larry the Cable Guy. So if Mitch and Randy were to do a movie together, would be RK Brokeback Mountain? Mm. That was a stretch. I know it.
2: Mm. No, but there needs to be t-shirts that say, I'm a Mitch Bennett guy.
3: That is going to happen. You know there is a strong enough contingent out there that that will probably happen.
4: Oh yeah, you know you know there'll be a sign probably uh what's today? Sunday tomorrow night or Friday oh, night. Oh
3: my god. Could you ma uh, they they're telling security if you see any Mitch signs, let's just uh you know, ixnay on those, please.
4: No, one's one will get flashed first. You'll you'll see one <laughs> pop up we love and then you, it'll Mitch.
2: disappear. <laughs> and then like security's just gonna just storm
5: the guy. It's <laughs> Cody.
3: You can see him getting his ass whipped right there on live TV.
5: Why does it have to be ass whipped? <laughs> uh, well,
4: the whole thing. time he's getting it up, though the sign keeps popping up, <laughs> up as he
5: escaped.
3: Sailing through the air, somebody catches <laughs> it, shows it to the camera.
5: It's like the beach ball.
3: <laughs> it's hot potato
2: with a sign. I think well I think AEW is coming to Huntsville, Alabama.
0: Yep. Von Braun.
2: When though? Like February, March, somewhere in the Thereabouts, area? yeah. I will I if I can somehow get to the show, I will take a I'm a Mitch Bennett guy sign oh. and hold it up on the hard
0: camp side. I will disavow any knowledge. <laughs> and,
2: in the, and in the corner in the corner I will have the BR logo and the C2C logo. <laughs>
4: Now listen, you can't you can't hold it up till like Cody or Jericho are in the ring, because you may get a comment from them.
3: You know Jericho pointed or, out. Hell oh, I'm sure Jericho probably, probably will.
2: <laughs> I, so, I bet you Miss Bennett makes the uh, le, the Lexicon de champion. <laughs> <laughs>
3: People, I'm never going to give you give a title shot to, Mitch.
0: <laughs> but, if, but if he actually... Wait, 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 wait. But if he actually does make the lexicon Le champion, would it be on the back page?
3: Oh. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, we're just getting it in where we fit in, huh? Is that how this No goes? kidding.
0: Now let uh, me... Answer, hold on, because somebody brought up um, the Kofi thing. In worse title change. So I want to go ahead and put that one out there. And. <coughs> Kofi Kingston. Granted you know we've heard all of the different comments. That were made. with All the different storyline plot twists. And everything else. We were all fed up at the fact that. Vince was um, the storyline had Vince going. Well I'll do it if you do. Th- nope you're not going to do it. And we were force fed that line of crap. For how many weeks. Leading into Wrestlemania. But. All things considered was the title change for Kofi Kingston. Granted, it was against you-know-who. But all things considered, would that not also go down as one of the coolest moments of the year that someone who has busted their backside, no relation to Mitch, um, for how many years in WWE? Finally, finally, in a reasonably organic matter, granted partially forced, but, par- but mostly organic, because of the groundswell of support that he got from the fans, was able to get the primary strap. I personally thought it was a great thing.
5: Uh, Um, My problem wasn't with Kofi having the belt. My problem was with they gave it to Brock. So they neutralized this whole thing that they did with Kofi, (coughs) excuse me, by then just dropping it to Brock where it's disappeared and it has nothing. Like if they'd had Kofi, you know, Kofi, they, I mean, he beat AJ. He beat everybody that came around. Well, then, the belt should have, when the belt should have gone off of him, it should have been one of those, you know, all right, it's going to now go this direction instead of, hey, it's going to go home on the shelf. That's my problem. I mean, I, I thought it was awesome they finally gave the shot to the guy who no one thought would get a shot. Maybo. Brian, Stan?
1: Well, well my I, thing
2: is, is oh. people people keep forgetting if not for Mustafa Ali getting hurt, Kofi would have never got that belt.
0: Go back and look at your history.
1: Yeah, you know, no, Mustafa I
0: Mustafa Ali. I referenced that so, when I was talking about um, different things occurring.
1: Yeah,
2: so if... Because the, the original plans were, I think, supposed to be Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. and That's why they got that's why you got Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan like at I think Elimination Chamber or whatever the pay-per-view was before. But yeah, it was if if not for Mustafa Ali getting hurt and Kofi taking his place at the Elimination Chamber and then Kofi showing up and showing out, it would have never happened. So, I think Kofi owes a little bit of some paychecks to Mustafa Ali for getting his bell rang right
4: so I'm not a huge Kofi fan I think I've said this before but it was n- it was a good moment for wrestling that mm. again somebody what what have you been here like 12 15 years or something yeah. yeah I mean a very long time who consistently goes out there and you know does his thing and does it at a high level and never really got his due, finally got his due. However, comma, I don't think he should have lost to Brock. Right. And I think the people at Fox say he shouldn't have lost to Brock because that was the SmackDown title. Who then Fox said, I don't want him or that title, ship him to Raw.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And now he's disappeared. And I, I, I was, I also said that Kofi should have held that till WrestleMania at the earliest before losing, because I think with him, you had a champion that the people were behind. They were cheering for him. They were, you know, always into his matches. And it would have been a good way to try and build your audience back up and get them interested again. And now you, I mean, I think that all that momentum just got cut out when Brock won it.
0: Well, it's not the first time that a Brock Lesnar title win has killed momentum for somebody. Sure. Because remember what happened with the Universal title a couple of years ago. And then, lo and behold, with the situation with Goldberg, and then here comes Lesnar. It's like, oh God, no! Mm-hmm. We were talking about that. It's like that to me was one of the most useless storylines in God's creation. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so transparent; it wasn't even funny. And yet, lo and behold, it's a case. It's it's become case point scenario that any time that Brock is mentioned in the title picture, oh crap, they're going to put it back on him. Well, and it gets frustrating. Go ahead, Stan.
3: There's that misconception that Brock is a a true box office draw, but if you do the if you do the research, yeah, there's spikes in ratings every now and again, but not enough to justify what they've done with him. There's the people tune in to see Brock Lesnar lose, right? And I get that. They're okay, so we're going to build it up, build it up, build it up. That that's what they do. But like with Kofi, Kofi Mania was, I would certainly call that the the story of the year. With how we were, nobody thought that Kofi was finally going to get that shot. And then of course, you know, fate intervenes, Ali is injured, and now we've got a true man of the people champion in Kofi Kingston. And I happen to agree with Brian that the biggest mistake they made was to take that title off him. Because now he is, and I don't care what he or Xavier Woods or Big E says, he's now relegated back down to tag team work, and if, if he doesn't become Universal Champion, what is it all for? Because right now, I mean, if, depending on where you're reading and where you're getting your news, right now the plan is for The Fiend to hold the title to WrestleMania. I'm okay with that what I'm not okay with and this sucks for me to say but it, it's become apparent that the guy just can't fill in the role the guy that's going to face the fiend for the title is Roman Reigns why Ugh. why Roman Reigns doesn't okay <coughs> next year maybe okay. or the year wait, after wait. but he doesn't he hasn't earned that
0: okay Kobe let me is
3: that person
0: <clears throat> the same reason why they put Baron Corbin with yeah. Roman Reigns, right?
3: And you said the other one.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. With all due respect, I don't know the individual playing the character of, of Baron Corbin. But in my book, in my world, in my perspective, in my opinion, the character of Baron Corbin is the biggest waste of television time I've seen in the last 10 years. Because it he has no true personality. Even when he tries to be the condescending heel, he does it poorly. I mean, he would need acting lessons just to be able to portray the role of a mannequin. And you've put Corbin with Roman Reigns, who is the sympathetic favorite of the fans right now, post-leukemia comeback.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Roman's still Roman. Joe Anoyi is still Joe Anoyi. Sorry, I'll pronounce it right one of these days. But Roman is still Roman. Joe is still Joe. Nothing's changed. But because of a real-life circumstance that captured the hearts and the souls of so many people across the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment, when he came back, he became that figure Okay, it's no longer fashionable to boo the hell out of Reigns. We got to cheer him for a little while until he does something stupid. Hey, WWE creative, help help us fill that role.
5: Put him back on TV. <laughs>
0: he's been on TV. He walks out. He gets pops worldwide.
3: And And he's, as Brian has said multiple times, he's in the mid-card. He's not holding a title. And everybody's going nuts for him. But put him in yeah. that main event. Have him beat The Fiend, for one. Have no. him beat The Fiend. And what will happen is he will be booed all over again.
4: Yeah, and, it and it'll be, be worse.
3: And it, yeah, You're right. It'll be go-away heat. It won't be, you know, you're a bad guy. We're booing you because that's what we <laughs> do. It's going to be, I can't, I'm, I'm the guy finally saying it, I guess. It's going to be go-away booze. It's going to be Baron Corbin booze.
5: It's going to be booze that a drunk rock coming out doing a promo can't fix.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, these are the things that are happening right now. And it's it's difficult because, you know, I can appreciate a guy that has, you know, hey, he's been through a lot. He is coming back, and they're celebrating the fact that he beat cancer. And that is huge. But Mm -hmm. it's not enough to carry him – the way that they want him to carry the the company, and he is, for lack of a better term, carrying the company. Even though he's going to say, just like Cena used to say, "Oh, well, I'm not even in the main event." Okay, sure, but you're you're on the posters. You're you're the guy. You know, it just is what it is. And right now, the crowd's chosen favorite, the, the people's chosen favorite, is the Fiend. And if you put him in that role where he goes against The Fiend at Mania and he beats The Fiend, you're done. You've, you've screwed yourself again.
0: See, here's the situation. My nominee for the biggest non-factor, and I mean this very seriously, and I know I'm going to get heat for it, at Beyond Ringside on Twitter. Go ahead. Fire away. Make my day. The biggest non-factor of 2019 was The Fiend getting the title. The reason being, hold on. The reason being, how many times have we seen Bray Wyatt that close to the mountaintop? How many times have we read and heard fans, including ourselves, sit back and go, when is he finally not going to get dumped on by creative or screwed over or shifted out of a storyline? Because he has been so incredibly over every time. When the, when the Wyatt family and the Shield had that square, that showdown at the OK Corral, you genuinely could not have heard an airplane take off for the crowd noise. So we've been conditioned, there's that word, to expect Bray Wyatt to get screwed out of a situation yet again. So when, instead of And this is, I'm willing to bet this is the majority of people watching the product. When Bray Wyatt, when the fiend captured the gold, finally got that belt. Oh my, instead of it being, oh my God, most people are going to sit back and go or sat back and went, okay, how long before they screw him out of it? And it's been a weekly thing. Yes. Every time he appears on television as a champion, as the champion. Or a house show. The reactions get louder and louder because the fan base is starting to believe that, oh my God, there may be a stretch going here. There may actually be a length of time going on here. Even Mabo and when Mark Bowman and myself, Mabo, were when this title change first occurred. One of the first things we both said was, all right, when's it going to get screwed? How long before it drops a belt?
3: Legit. So, so would you consider Bray Wyatt's resurgence to be the, you know, comeback, like, of the decade?
0: Year. Year.
5: See, I think I'm one of the few, you know, in the minority that I feel like Bray Wyatt, with his current thing as the fiend, doesn't need the belt to you know, justify it. Like I felt like when he got the belt, I was like, that's great. But the fiend is a good, like that character is a chaser. You know, he's the get in the mind and totally screw with whoever has the belt, you know? And then I was like, you know, Hey, if he does win great, then he should show up and just drop the belt in the middle of the ring. Or like when he beat him, leave the belt in the ring and walk away. Like, Well, it's not about the belt. It's about the fight, you know? And, but I mean, I like it. I like you, Mr. Champ. So that was my initial thoughts, which I know most of you are old rolling your eyes right now, but.
0: No, not in the least. Okay, I'm not rolling my eyes in the least. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: I'm not rolling my eyes. I think that, I think that in. In the same breath that you're right, I disagree, but only because of the fact that I feel like it's not fair to him, like the work that he has put in the the time that he is and the effort that he's put in to change Bray Wyatt every single twist and turn. I mean because you know here's the guy that went from n x t to the main roster he feuded with Cena, he was you know on top of the mountain at that point without a title, he loses to Cena, and all of a sudden if everything falls apart. He comes back up. He is now tagging with Matt Hardy, and he is quote unquote woken. Um, you know, he adjusts with that, and then he goes to SmackDown. He wins the World Championship, and and flows with that. He's he's one of those guys that has changed every single time. The question is, what happens when? Because he's he's coming up on that point, kind of like a lot of these main main big stars have where he's going to be able to have a little bit more freedom and a little bit more leeway. And the more over he gets, the more merch he moves, maybe he moves the needle enough to be, you know, in charge of his own destiny.
5: And that's the thing. That's what it goes right back to what you're talking about. If it's destined, that's going to be, you know, that dude that's going to take him down. Then by the time mania comes, this rocket ship is going to be so soaring so high. And then you're going to have all, you know, Roman Reigns. Really? Like what kind of backstory and stuff are they, you know, what program are they going to to put together to where everybody's going to be like, woo. And they're not going to be like, woo. You know? <laughs> right. Because you're right. You know, every time Roman gets the strap, the universe, the, the, smart people out there that have finally see the light don't like him
4: this is my yard now
5: <laughs> yeah they, okay
3: they get to that point they get I'm to that point they like no i think i think takers finally done <laughs> no mm. I think he's got one more
4: yeah remember the conversation we had last week about these one off matches i think he's got one more
0: <laughs> just like Cena's probably got about 6 more
4: but do me a Sting has one more.
0: Sting has one more, and I wish it would be against Taker. I think um, they, I think they'd work well together.
4: I think that's what's gonna happen at Mania. Because I think Sting and, and Taker are both
0: open to it. As long as it's not in Saudi Arabia, I bet they'd look.
5: <laughs> of
0: course, money does talk.
5: <laughs> hey, we were talking about how many does the Undertaker have. That depends on how many zeros are into that check from the Crown Prince.
0: No kidding. Before we shift topics, Bowman in particular, I want you to come back in on the Bray Wyatt thing because I'm um, you. Like I said, you and I've had these discussions. Go ahead and bring um. Go ahead and.
2: Go ahead and what?
3: Bring it on in home. <laughs> Get her done. Well, Say the thing. He ain't
5: talking to you all.
2: <laughs> no, I mean. I I like the whole thing. Um, It's just waiting for the other shoe to drop every time. Like, there's some certain guys that they're putting him up against in programs with, like Daniel Bryan. You know he's going to keep the belt. Miz is going to keep the belt. But when they start pushing it towards guys like Roman Reigns, that's when, you know, everybody's buttholes are going to clench and go, well, he's about to lose the title. I mean, I personally, I think, and this is where I'd like to see him go with the whole thing. Book Bray Wyatt as a face. Have him take on all the heels. Book The Fiend as the champion as a heel. Have him take on all the faces. and Use that dichotomy to play out the whole situation. So sure, The Fiend might lose the title, but then Bray Wyatt could get it back and vice versa. Because hmm. they've got something special in Bray Wyatt. Right, yep. And they've toyed with that, and they've understood that, but they haven't grasped the entire concept of what they have with with, with Bray Wyatt. And and just the creativity he has, that and the way he goes about things that we've only seen in guys like Jake Roberts, and, and, and Raven to a certain extent. Yeah, and and I'm afraid that they are uh, they are that WWE creative, or more importantly, Vince McMahon, is afraid to let Bray Wyatt go full Bray Wyatt because <laughs> it'll be something that's out of his control.
3: Nobody goes full Bray Wyatt.
2: <laughs> no, you never go full Bray Wyatt.
3: <laughs> I'm <laughs> but, the dude I
2: mean, playing a dude disguised as another dude. And that's exactly what he is. He is a dude, playing a dude, disguised as another dude. <laughs>
3: yep. We but did. I'm, we did I'm, just I'm, put a Tropic Thunder reference right in the middle of a wrestling show.
0: And very and close only to two people and, got it. And very <laughs> close to a three faces of Foley reference.
2: But I'm thinking, you know It's just it's always a matter of time when it comes to Bray because that's not fully Vince's. As much as he's on Vince's payroll, as much as Vince has creative control and the final say and everything, deep down, Vince knows everything that Bray Wyatt does from when he first showed up in NXT and was cutting those promos with him and Eli Cottonwood to the family to you know the Sister Abigail thing and then the burning of the cabins and all that stuff. Vince knows that that's not his. None of that is his. Vince might have input, but he knows that the majority of that stuff comes from Bray Wyatt himself. And I think that's what scares Vince is because it'll be one of those situations where a non-Vince McMahon created entity or created with input or what have you is over more than something Vince put his seal of approval on or created himself.
0: By the same token, Vince did not create AJ Styles. Exactly. And AJ has been um, primary champion on both brands, right?
5: But has he ever been able to be full AJ Styles?
0: There have been moments of brilliance surrounded by hours of WWE.
5: I mean, like, WWE had the chance to put Nakamura and AJ Styles on primetime, and look what happened. Well,
1: yeah. I, th-
4: not sure. I yeah, think AJ... Shocked. I think AJ, though, was one of the people Vince liked to watch. I think Vince is a, a fan of AJ. <laughs> because if you go back and remember... Before signing AJ, he had, he took the picture in a Bullet Club shirt. And that's like one of the only times that I've ever seen Vince be a fan. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I truly believe that Vince is a fan of AJ's. And that's kind of what puts AJ in that different uh, bracket. But I'm under the same impression that Mabo is. If if Vince doesn't create something, he normally goes out of his way to bury it. Mm -hmm. And that's why so many of these people have been superstars even in the next Federation over. But when they go to the WWE, you know, they're just straight up destroyed. And and JBL makes my point exactly because look at how many times he'll tell you, well, he's not WWE, he's he, he hasn't done anything yet. And he could have been the world champion, you know, it, to AJ's credit in multiple federations. But you hear JBL, well, he, he ain't done nothing to the WWE, he's he's not anything to us. Well, that's not true, but I just think AJ or Vince was a fan of AJ's.
0: That's like saying just because they're an award, just because they're a record-setting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, the minute you move up to the New England Patriots, well, they haven't done anything yet. Not with us. It's mm-hmm. like,
1: yeah,
0: and the only reason why I put the Patriots there is because how many rings do they have in the last ten years?
4: Mm-hmm. But, and- it, but I think that's why. You can have great success on NXT, <laughs> but the minute you get called up, you, most of them, really,
0: like, disappear. Flounder. Yeah. I
5: mean, look at Bobby Roode. Yeah. Bobby Roode's champion TNA and then came over NXT, had the good gimmick going of Robert Roode and then brought him over as glorious and said that kept the gimmick going, but then... Yeah. You
4: know? Well American see, Alpha. I mean, there's so many. Yeah.
5: Nakamura.
0: I yeah, mean, even Nakamura. Sammy Zane. Yeah.
5: Kevin Owens to a point.
0: I mean, and we're approaching that magic time over on this side of the board. I don't know how much longer y'all are planning to go. By the way, folks, you are listening to a combined effort this evening beyond ringside live, Fast Teddy Lane, Mark Mabo Bowman, uh Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio, uh Stan Grubb. Brian Taylor, Rob Hefner, cool. yeah. Um on the Beyond Ringside Radio Network and Corner to Corners um, specific feed. Fi- uh, try that again. Corner to Corners dedicated feed. There we go. I'll get it right in a minute. Probably not. But um, let me go ahead and do this because I know we're going to be signing off from this side of the board in a minute. But I'm going to go ahead and throw it um, because I know there were a couple of topics in particular that Bowman wanted to hit. that He was talking about earlier this afternoon. So my brother last call, fire away.
1: Hell, man, I don't know what that was this
2: afternoon. I don't I forgot.
0: Why do you talk like about Bill Cosby?
5: <laughs> You're all about a little bit of
2: Just like thinking
4: about giving Mitch the pudding pop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. oh, well, you see there was an old <laughs> Mitch's <laughs> man
2: of
3: the street. It was a lullaby
2: in the blitz when the living is gibbony. Title it all PMs make them a little sleeping pie and give them the vanilla pudding.
0: <laughs> oh, God. It what? could be. Hey, exciting. you know what the topics were? What was I talking about? <laughs> Dude, I thought there were a couple of others you wanted to talk about other than the ones we've already hit on.
2: Dude, all I wanted to talk about was, was Mitch, you know, the freaking yeah. terms of enraignment with Mitch. That's all I wanted to talk about. <laughs>
3: In terms of What the? I,
2: I think his topics were
4: Mitch, Mitch, Bailey, Bud Pops,
1: Tessa. and
2: Michigan, and then Mitch, Mitch, and, yeah. and butt sex.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's pretty much it.
0: Coming in twenty twenty, Forest Rump.
2: Oh. oh no! Dang it, Forest Rump. Oh. No, with, with Mitch, it's the Sorest Rump.
0: All righty then.
2: But no, do, do you remember what I said? Because honestly, I don't. I remember. don't.
0: I, don't. So I really didn't
2: say don't. anything, and Eddie's just stalling.
0: No, actually, I'm just going to go and sit back and say, Mark Mabo Bowman, last call.
2: You can find some of Mitch Bennett's greatest hits. Leave it alone. Over at www. He's not. serious. I mean, he's not I'm just a happy twenty. 20- if, if they don't have Barbara Walters show up at the end of the New Year's Eve rocking Christmas, if she doesn't show up at the end and go, this is 2020, okay, that's just forget it. Just shut everything down and everybody go home.
0: That's funny. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, this is Baba Wawa. <laughs>
0: Would that be before or after the Roman Reigns Dolph Ziggler match in Times Square? <clears throat> really? 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 What? Yes, it has been announced. Roman Reigns will face Dolph Ziggler New Year's Eve on Steve Harvey's New Year's Eve show on Fox, and oh allegedly it's going to be in the ring in Times oh Square. So basically, God. it's going to be Dolph bumping
3: around like a madman,
0: <laughs> making Reigns look like and a million bucks. It,
5: and he's going to he's going to bump for Steve Harvey at some point.
3: Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm.
5: No, what it's called is Fox is going dance monkeys dance.
1: <laughs> you
5: you cashed my check. Now dance. <laughs> Whatever oh. Dolph gets paid is not enough. Yeah, also
0: true. Isn't that good Charlotte? I don't know, you'd have to ask her. No, 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 no. didn't um Dance Monkeys Dance. Wasn't that um wasn't that good Charlotte or was that Fallout Boy?
3: Dance Dance is Fallout Boy.
0: Thank you.
2: You're welcome.
0: Because they're almost, they're they're, they're actually interchangeable.
2: (laughs) Steady lane, last call.
0: And actually, um, since I know y'all normally go about two hours as well, gentlemen, do y'all mind if I throw last calls in your directions, or are y'all going to handle them on the uh, the corner side? No, no, go right ahead. Um, Tell you what, we'll go in reverse order. And last one in, first one to talk. Rob Hefner, last call.
5: Hi. I ain't got nothing. (laughs) Uh, He don't know how to play this game. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan, regardless of which promotion you like, which area you like. You got to go and see your local wrestling any chance you get because those guys are putting it out on the line every night just to make an audience happy. And whatever you watch, AEW, Impact, WWE, NXT, whatever, just enjoy it and realize that you don't have to get on social media and down the other one just because you don't like it. You know what? It's wrestling, and it's a great time to be a wrestling fan.
0: Stan Grubb. Pretty
3: solid recovery, if I do say so myself there, Rob. Nice job. Um, I think that what we've seen in this decade, and here we are coming up on 2020, uh, we have a lot of possibilities for some really cool, just wrestling action I think the idea of a New Japan and AEW supercard is enough of a temptress for both companies that quite frankly that could be what that could be what happens Wrestlemania weekend that could be the event
0: Brian Taylor
4: wait a second that's all he had that's it
0: well, I'm going to come back to him for uh, shameless plugs for the sta- for the, uh, the show.
4: Okay. All right. I'm just checking. I mean, you know, I was just, you know, very Mitch-like. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Started strong, but then kind of petered off at the end. <laughs> Sorry.
3: <laughs> oh, Sorry. <laughs> this show has taken a so, dark, dark turn.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dark, so,
4: dark. I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. Unlike Bailey, Tessa Blanchard is going to be going for a true world title (laughs) here in about, uh, what, uh, just a matter of weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Check it out. Could be history.
0: Real quick, if I may. No, you can't. Having (laughs) been living in the state of Alabama since the advent of the Alabama Athletic Commission... I've had conversations with two out of the four administrators and executive directors, one being Casey Sears, one being Brandon Owens, two outstanding professional gentlemen. You know, it's funny because I asked when things started to kick into gear about in pro wrestling in Alabama, talent having to have a license in this state. I asked what the extent of that was going to be. And I asked if i it being cast in the role of commissioner for one company and doing commentary for two and announcing. I asked if I needed to have one. No, I don't worry about it from Casey Sears. No, I don't see a need for it from Brandon Owens. This third one never really had any communications with, so I can't say anything from that one. But yet, word got back to me through reliable sources that this current ding dong, Keith, who is running the athletic commission, i.e., the ma- <laughs> yeah. the Alabama athletic mafia, what? has allegedly put out the word that even announcers and commentators need to have a license, as per his directive. <laughs> So, once again, the state of Alabama has found a way to screw everyone. I asked the question to Keith, what exactly does the Athletic Commission do to benefit wrestling, mixed martial arts, boxing, kickboxing, all of the above? Other than take our money and say, oh, you're Lingle, you can rental now, you can work now, you can make money now because we've taken your money. The answer to the question is very simple, Keith. What has the commission done to benefit? Not a damn thing. Especially in pro wrestling. But you see companies like New Level, New South, Pro South, um, Victory, and you say... Hey, we can make the money off these guys. We can turn it because they're not smart enough to really understand what's going on. So we can tell you they need to have a permit. We can make them pay for it. And if they're not laughing, you can't use them. Look, bitch boy. Understand the basic concept. There are those of us out here who do have an IQ above dried wallpaper paste. One of the reasons why I chose to not do shows here in the state of Alabama after August of 2017 was because I saw the direction things were going with Jody, the previous director of the (laughs) episode. And now I see how things are going with you. You know, when I had Casey Sears on Beyond Ringside, I considered it a privilege. When I had Brandon Owens on Beyond Ringside, three different occasions, I considered it an honor. Like I said, didn't know Joe well enough. Didn't really get the vibe off of him as to whether or not it'd be a good interview or not. And now with you coming on board, no, we're going to make more people pay for licenses. Why? Why? The sooner more people get smart to the absolute BS. That is the athletic commission. Trust me, the Sunset Commission got it right when it basically said the commission was useless and not worth it. Same thing I've been saying for a little while now. So, Keith, I'm not a hard person to find. At Beyond Ringside on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Beyond Ringside, and I'll be more than happy to tell you to your face how useless I think you are.
5: Tell us how you really feel. By the way, Happy New Year.
0: Boy, you really mixed that up. (coughs) <coughs> there
4: were, there no. were so many things he said That he could have just thrown a Mitch in there I know,
3: I had, that's why I did it I had to <laughs> <laughs> The whole
1: time
0: <laughs> Way to Mitch things up, Alabama Jeez. Yeah, really It is Alabama When it comes to taxes, we take it up the ass every time
1: Oh, mm-hmm.
3: son of a Mitch mm-hmm.
4: There it is
0: <laughs> Legit <laughs> I th- for those who think uh new orleans is corrupt or chicago is corrupt or new york is corrupt welcome to alabama we'll find more ways to screw you out of your money
3: i thought you said the guy's name was kevin because it sounds like you're saying it's mitch keith oh keith it sounded like mitch no i thought i heard
0: Mitch. You're, you're trying way too hard to lighten it up and i'm sorry i'm actually being dead serious Oh, he's. But I will lighten it up by saying, "Stand up, shameless plugs, real quick." And how can everybody find corner to corner? Oh, wait,
4: real quick. I I got one more thought. What? Real quick. If your dumbasses ain't going out to see the new Star Wars movie, you're a mouth breather. Amen.
0: I'm going a week from Tuesday when it's not quite as busy. I'll be at the AMC Dine In 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 Vestavia Hills, five dollar Tuesday. I know I won't be
4: mean and spoil anything, but you need to get out there and go watch
0: it. I'm staying off social media until I go see it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, because the, uh, the spoiler warning is uh, officially passed. I think it's like four days
0: now. No, <laughs> yeah. the spoiler warnings in uh, two weeks. <laughs>
3: For you, sir. <laughs> For everybody yeah. else in the world, it's like four days. Now, remember,
0: <laughs> Infinity War and Endgame, it was two-week window. Then the spoiler rule is out the, win- out the door.
5: By the time Eddie sees it, it'll be on beta. So This, this <laughs> spoiler thing is only in effect as long as I keep my mouth shut.
4: Once, Brian, I like, talking, mouth once I start talking,
3: once I start talking, your spoiler rule.
0: <laughs> I have ways around that. I'm the executive producer, remember?
3: <laughs> oh, he's executive. <laughs>
1: He Get
4: that it.
0: button ready. Here we go.
1: <laughs> <Son of> a-
5: <laughs> there was a no, the scene when <laughs> I will not. I won't spoil it. But-
0: ah, <laughs> oh, damn! Somebody else got rear-ended.
5: Oh. Uh-oh. So you Dang know, it. you know, Brian, we could make this work. We could just strategically start putting out clues knowing he's going to cut off half of it. And, you know.
3: <laughs> and then Gandalf.
4: Yeah, figure out how sports. long
5: it
3: plays and then wait for <laughs> it.
0: Stan, shameless plugs for Corner real quick.
3: So, you know, Corner to Corner has enjoyed yet another year of just awesome excitement. You can find our shows, c2cradioshow.com. Spreaker.com uh, slash user slash corner to corner uh, at C2C radio show on the Twitter box and corner to corner wrestling and corner to corner radio show on Facebook and corner the number two then corner on Instagram. Brian can be found at STRCP 21 on the Twitter box. Yay. <laughs> and Rob, where do they find you on social media? Oh, no. If you
5: can do Brian. you could, No, you could, no, you no. Great. That's that
4: is my gimmick. Not yours.
3: It's only because Brian Lee has like five followers. I mean,
4: <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. That's five more than you. All right.
3: I have over a
4: thousand, but okay.
3: Rob, where do they find us <laughs> on social media? Buddy? Nobody pays Four,
4: attention to the only really. one that comments on your Twitter stuff is me. Uh, okay. Professor yeah, Week. that's true. <laughs> Professor Day that's
5: Week. real deal. At <laughs> <laughs> Rob after C two C, yeah, there you go.
3: Yeah, and I'm at Stan Grub on the Twitter box. It's Stan Grub everywhere, so it's whatever we are. Because we finally
5: convinced him he wasn't from Krypton. That's
4: right. Hey, well, I mean, the bad part is half the time he gets in Twitter wars with himself, and whoa, whoa, whoa. I have to go there and mediate these things.
3: What? What, what have you mediated? This I got it. This go, is the
4: story. Go back to your Twitter feed and look. I'm the only person that responds to you 99.9 <laughs> percent of the
5: time. And most of the time, it's because you make some comment about yourself. But see, then Stan goes to the C2C account and argues with himself.
0: He jumps on that trapeze,
5: huh? Yeah,
4: he can't get off. Yeah. Or he's hashtagging or tagging somebody that has no earthly clue who he is. Ah, his girl sitting there
5: going, who are you arguing with? He's like, oh, myself."
0: Folks, in all sincerity, we hope everybody has been enjoying a great holiday season. No matter how you celebrate, of course, family and friends are the true reason for it all. So, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, or just having enjoyed a great December 25th, often, unless of course you work for Walgreens or CVS. Um, sorry, guys, I really hate that too. Um, we hope everybody has had a had a good 2019. It's been a hell of a year and a banner year for the beyond ringside radio network. And we thank everybody, whether you've caught us live or on replay, don't forget at beyond ringside on Twitter, facebook.com slash beyond ringside live beyond is home as well as pro wrestling Uh, for me personally, if you're in the Birmingham metropolitan area, let's see. Friday nights, 9 o'clock p.m., come join the fun at Buffalo Wild Wings and Alabaster. <laughs> Friday night karaoke kicks off at 9 o'clock p.m. The Just for Fun version of it, the Just for Fun karaoke challenge goes at uh, 10 p.m., 18 and up. You sing your inner and this Friday night, for the first Friday of the year, I've got two $25 Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards I'm going to give away. Normally, it's one. This time, I'll make it two. I may make it it three. I got one in reserve. So, drop out and say hi. Uh, For me personally, my home is fast at elaine, L-A-Y-N-E, dot com. Folks, it's been a great year, all things considered. We hope you've had a good one. We hope you've enjoyed this ride. We'll be back at it one week from tonight, first Sunday in January a brand new decade We're getting ready for wrestlemania season but then of course it's always wrestling season
4: hey I'll, and yeah. who knew darth maul celebrates festivus in the new star wars movie i mean who <laughs> knew who knew that was coming to happen
3: and now it's time for the airing of grievances
0: <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got that much time <laughs> We, the, the, the internet would crash. Trust me on this one. Let's take it home on the corner-to-corner corner side of life for Rob Hefner.
5: I have a great year, folks.
0: Brian Taylor. Yay. Stan Grubb. And remember,
3: it's always a good time when it's a good time. Yeah.
0: Or Mitch is around. On the Beyond Ringside side of life for Mark Mabo Bowman. This just in, 69 will now be known as
2: 96 because the price of eating out has gone up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> until next time, I am the Magic City Motor Mouth Fast Study Lane saying adios, daspidania, hasta luego, waf, widerzein, ciao, sayonada, adieu, wida, farewell, abysenia, au and until we meet again, aloha means bye-bye. Join us right here next time as we all go beyond ringside. Bye for now. And Happy New Year, everybody.
3: Yeah, try not to Mitch it up in 2020,
4: huh? Yeah. I right, so we're going to go
2: quarter, quarter. Yeah. Maybe
3: Yoda has
4: great power. <laughs> and great responsibility. <laughs>
2: Man, you wait till Spider-Man shows up in the Wars, yeah. <laughs> And we're clear.